So our marketing budget's like 60, 70,000, mm -hmm. right? A month. Mm -hmm. And so, but, and, and then you're looking to get, you, you want it to be a one to four ratio. Yep. So if we put 60K in, I want to get 240 out right. every month. Put 70K in, mm -hmm. do the math yep. type of yep. thing. So if, if you're wondering what kind of metrics to look at with the marketing, one to four is, it, is the sweet spot. Mm -hmm. If you do better than that, it's awesome. Yep. But if you do worse than that, Thanks. So every dollar in. That's it. Yep. Okay. <laughs>you're listening to the Azria show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Hello, great state of Arizona and the Western Seaboard. Thank you for being here for another episode of the Azria Show. We are glad that you're here. So before we get started, what we want you to do is click that like button, click that subscribe button, because we're gonna dig deep into some things today that you need to make sure you have your pens, pencils, and notepads ready today. So for those that are you on, on uh, YouTube, I got my notepad here to take some notes, so you should be doing the same thing. So, welcome like, to the show. I was like, who has a notepad anymore? But, all right, you got you got the you got the iPad. That makes sense. Okay. So, welcome to the show today. We have our executive director, Mike Delpre. Hello, hello. And then today we're going to be talking about wholesaling with Brent Daniels. If you guys don't know him, I don't know where you've been at, mm -hmm. but just Google three letters. TTP and you will find him. Yep. And he also the owner of um, Wholesale Inc. Now, right? That's right. All right. Yeah. So you can't be the owner of Wholesale Inc. and not talk about wholesale. That's right? right. So let's jump jump right into it. Yeah. Let's get busy. Let's go. So Brent, yeah, introduce us to you, man. For those who don't know, I love it, Marcus Mike. Thank you. Uh, it's an honor to be on the Azria show thank here. You, this is going to be a lot of fun. And I agree with you. I take notes on everything. Yep. And real notes, right? In yep. a notebook. So <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm not as tech advanced as Mike over here. But listen, I, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad in 2003. It was given to me by my best friend, and it changed my life. It put me on a totally different path. It's interesting. There's certain, there's certain times in life, right? You, there's like you're a kid, and then you turn 12, and then there's 13. You're kind of still a kid and then kind of maturing. Mm -hmm. And then there's you go, you're a teenager, and then you're graduating high school, and you're trying to figure things out, and you're like, do I get into work? Do I go to college? Okay, you go to college. You get into work, whatever it is. And then once you're through that college or once you're at that work and you don't really like it, you're looking for something else. You're looking for a different path or whatever. And that was the crossroads that I was at, and that was the perfect time for rich dad, poor dad to come into my life. And then that spun off into think and grow rich. Oh, and it yeah. spun off mm -hmm. into the cash flow quadrant. It spun off the e-myth and all these other books. Right? right. And I didn't really understand it. I didn't understand what business was. I didn't understand what providing value was. I didn't understand how to go out and make money. I didn't understand any of it. Right. So I was like, okay, I guess the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to get a real estate license because it's 2004 now. You have to get a license to do anything in real mm -hmm. estate. There's no, there's no Asria podcast. There's no YouTube. There's no, Asria was around and yeah, I went yep. to that, but that was like once a month and a couple of different things that you can join. And it just wasn't like, here's exactly what you got to go right. do. So yeah. I got a license and, and started in that journey. And then in 2013, I, I discovered what wholesaling was. Ah, okay. I discovered because I kept finding great opportunities for other investors and I would go to the closing table and look at the settlement statement, which we used to call HUD ones. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. And now they're settlement statements. And at the bottom, I will at the top wouldn't have the investor that I was working with had a different investor. And mm -hmm. down at the very bottom of that sheet out of, out of all the escrow costs and loan payoffs and commissions had this, this line that said assignment fee. Uh -huh. And I was like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and I'm like, are you buying this property? He goes, no, 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 I sold it. I go, what, do you, what do you mean you sold right. the property? I just sold it to you. You don't even own it yet. What yeah, do you mean yeah, you yeah. sold the property? Uh -huh. He goes, no, 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 no. I sold the contract. And that is when my life changed forever. That's when I realized that if you find opportunities 
people will pay you for those opportunities. You don't mm -hmm. need to have great credit. My credit score at the time was like the worst it could be. I had foreclosed on five properties. I had gotten two cars repoed. I got gave back like five credit cards. It was a oh, mess, mm -hmm. an absolute mess, right? But all of a sudden now I'm getting checks for $10,000, $12,000, and then $42,000. And I'm like, this is, this is mm -hmm. bananas. This is the greatest business of all time. And since then, I've 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 tried to have the biggest megaphone possible and mm. encourage people to go out and find great opportunities. And I think for somebody for people that want to be real estate entrepreneurs, I think it's like the first step is to be able to source really great opportunities. And you can sell those really great opportunities to people that are a few steps ahead of you mm -hmm. in the process or or maybe just have a different strategy. And I, yeah. I just, I think it's the best yeah. business yeah. ever. Yeah, hey, It's man. the best business ever. So let's, let's talk about that dichotomy, right? Because mm -hmm. you were a real estate agent mm -hmm. and then you got the wholesaler. And a lot of people had that misperception. Well, they used to that real estate agents don't like wholesalers mm -hmm. and wholesalers don't like real estate agents. So when you start seeing these assignment agreements and you were a real estate agent yeah. and those assignment agreements were bigger than your commissions, mm -hmm. um, what was that thought process, right? I know you wanted to dive into wholesaling, but was it, should I keep my license? Should sure. I not keep my license? Because you know, it's always a chicken or the egg thing. Should I get my license? Should I not get my license? Kind of yeah. expound on that for us, Dan. Well, I got my license to be an investor. I think okay. a lot of people yeah. get their license to be an investor. There's, there, I, I think there's certain people that, that want to represent people as an agent, mm -hmm. but I've been around a lot of agents for a long time they get real tired of being an agent. They get mm -hmm. real tired of applying for the job of helping people buy yeah. or sell houses. They need some sort of retirement plan. They need some sort of bigger vision, bigger business that they can grow. And most of the time, real estate agents kind of build mini brokerages, yep. which they call teams, mm -hmm. but it's just mini brokerages yeah. and, and try to get other people to do the deals and get a slice of their deals. And that's kind of their, their way of building a system out of it. Then mm -hmm. I went that route but it just wasn't fulfilling. I, I, I'm a deal junkie. I love finding opportunities. So I think that seed was always mm -hmm. planted to me, Marcus. Okay. And it was one of those things where it wasn't, I, 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 I never had friction from agents. I never had agents that were mad at what we were making versus what they were making mm -hmm. because we got the deal done. It was very right. smooth. It was really, it was, I, I spoke the language cause I was in the business for a while. Mm -hmm. And I just made sure that the offer that we made was going to close. Yep. And so that's, I think you run into a lot of issues with agents when you put in offers with them and you don't know if it's a deal. Right. And that's what yeah. you see a lot of people getting started do, because I think the, one of the first hurdles is, is this a deal or not a deal? Mm -hmm. And when you're starting out, you don't really you don't know. know. That's, that's right. why having a mentor, having somebody that can help you like kind of audit and look at the deal and and do the underwriting of the deal is really important and so yeah i if you're new make sure that you have somebody that you can rely mm -hmm. on that can look at a deal and say yeah that's a great deal so for so going back to the agent question so for those people that are new should i get my license or not because like you said you yeah. went into it because there wasn't enough information out there now that all the information's out sure. there it's right you're hearing it right now so yeah. should they get their license i think so okay i cool. mean i still listen do you have to know should when you ask that question mm -hmm. in my mind, mm -hmm. I feel like it gives some people listening to this and watching this a little bit of a stiff arm from taking massive action, massive mm -hmm. imperfect action mm -hmm. out there and talking to, to property owners because they go, oh, wait, 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 let me get my license first. Yes, right. And then they get like, stuck yeah. in the education loop because mm -hmm. it makes you feel good, but you're not going out there and doing anything right. that's going to change your life. Right. You're not yeah. going out there and finding any opportunities. So I think it's really good to go through, get it done, get the license just to have it. Just if if for any reason, there's there's two states right now that required South Carolina and uh, Illinois require mm -hmm. a license to wholesale. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay. Can that happen around the country? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe in mm -hmm. the next five, 10 years, who knows? At this point, it's not, but I think it's a good thing to have. I always like to say it's like that 90 hours worth of education you have to go get to get your license, the yeah. studying. I'd rather you see you writing offers. Absolutely. Right? Like if you took that 90 offers and just talked to homeowners and knocked on doors, you'd probably get a deal. But it can mm -hmm. be. It, yeah. It's and. It's not yeah. or. Right. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. You could be doing the school and studying while you're picking up the phone and calling somebody 
that has a rundown house or yeah. knocking on their door or sending them a handwritten note or whatever, whatever you're going to do to have a conversation. Yeah. Cause that's what this whole business comes down to. I mean, I don't care if you're, if you're buy and hold fix and flip or you're wholesaling mm -hmm. it comes down to conversations and offers. That's right. That's it. it is. That yep. You have to have quality conversations with property owners and you have to make offers. If you boil it down to just those two, you mm -hmm. will win. It is impossible not to right, win right. if you just talk to enough people and make enough offers. And I, I think one of the, the reasons why that don't happen, Brent and Mike, is because they don't have the confidence. Sure. Newer people, they don't have the confidence because they're worried about what they don't know mm -hmm. versus where can I get the information. Right. Because it's difficult. You know, when I when I first started, it was difficult to have that confidence to make an offer because I was like, for one, like you said, I don't know if this is a deal or if it's not. You know, how do I know what the rehab cost is? How do I know what the ARV is? Everything like that. Yep. So I think that lack of confidence is really what holds people back from really getting out there, putting in those offers like Mike said. But one of the things you said, Brent, was you got to take massive imperfect action. So Brent, you said that, you know, wholesaling comes down to, or real estate investing comes mm -hmm. down to conversations and offers. That's right. So I know you're Mr. TTP. Yeah. How does somebody get over those fears of talking to people? Yeah. Because that's what you got to be able to do. Well, listen, there's four parts to the conversation to make it a quality conversation with a property owner. All right. Mm -hmm. Number one is the condition of the property. What, okay. what, what needs to be done to this property? Tell me what remodeling have you done to the kitchen and bathrooms in the last five years, right? The longer that you can get the conversation going, the more comfortable they're going to be to open up and let you know exactly what's going on. They're, they're going to be guarded. They're going to have their force field up. They're going to be have their walls up. They're not going to, you're a stranger to them, right? right? And so they're going to be kind of standoffish. So you just kind of ease into the conversation. People are more comfortable talking about the condition of the property than they are their own emotions. Yep. Right. So you start talking about the condition of the property and then all of a sudden things start coming up. Oh, my tenant destroyed it. Or, mm -hmm. oh, I've had it vacant. It's been broken into a bunch of times. It needs a lot of work. Yep. Or I just inherited the property from a family member. It's really dated. We don't have the money to fix it up. All of these things you're trying to like really figure out, okay, is this somebody that I'm uh, that I can pre-qualify and and do business with? That's all you're trying to understand. So the four pillars of pre-qualifying are the condition of the property, their timeline to sell this property, which is critical. Are they wanting to sell it right away? Or are they going to take some time? Do they want to get a bunch of different offers and look at them all? Like what is happening? What's the motivation here? Mm -hmm. And that's the that's the third part. Motivation. What's mm -hmm. their problem? So you got the condition, timeline, motivation, and then the price. So that's the four things. So if you go into any conversation, you're just starting out and you just write it down on a piece of paper, right? Mm -hmm. And you just yeah. go condition, timeline, motivation, price, and just ask questions about those four. You can pre-qualify these property owners and see if you have if, if they have the potential of doing business with yeah. you. So that took me a long time, Marcus, because yeah. I was like, okay, tell me about why are you selling? Mm -hmm. And they're like, I, because oh, I want to sell. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. So how much do you want? They're like, you tell me. Yep. So it's like this like cat and mouse game where, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to get some information. They're trying to hide it and the whole thing. So if you just go in with a condition, timeline, motivation, price, typically they'll, they'll give you all those. Mm -hmm. And if they, and if you get those four things, then, you know, you got a quality lead. And, and let's go into, so going back to the first one with the conversation and building the rapport and everything, I think, cause like you said, I just want to sell. But yeah. I think if you go through the, your process that you explained, yeah. you'd notice that you could get a number yeah. out of them more likely. Yeah. But let's talk about the importance of also making the offer, even if they don't give you a number to work sure. with or something. Because I remember one of the, the first deals I, I learned this on was a house on Chipman in South Phoenix years ago. And he was like, he was like a big business owner, renovated the house. He was like, just give me your offer. I don't want to play games. Let's just do that. Like, it was like, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, shit, he's serious, you know? So I was also nervous to give that low offer. So I gave sure. him that, whatever it was, 55 cents on the dollar offer. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Then he was saying, me and my wife are in wheelchairs. We both just got surgeries. So he mm -hmm. he called, he tried to bluff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course. But I stuck yeah. to the number yeah. and it worked. So that, yeah. that's always my story to say, like, how important getting that offer out is no matter what. Because I know a lot of people are scared Yep. to do that offer. So what are your thoughts? So what I like doing in that situation where you're trying to get the price, you're trying to get the price, because yeah. that's the hardest one, Yeah, yeah. typically. 
Now, the best deals that we do, they just tell us. You give mm. me $150,000 oh, yeah. oh, for this, <laughs> and it is yours. I will sign yesterday. And you're like, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let me think about that. Is that, that the best you can do? <laughs> right. Write it yeah. down. Is that yes. the best yeah. you can do? Right? right. You don't say yes. yes. Is that the best you can do? Right? So if they're not giving you a price, what I like doing, uh, again, 55 cents on the dollar, 50 cents on the dollar, whatever it is, you can literally go to Zillow. And if it's above $250,000, I like offering 50%. And the way that I would do that, and let, let me give you three ranges, okay? 250 and above, 50%, okay. all right? Uh, 250 and between 250 and 100,000, I'm at 35% and below 100,000, 10%. So it just depends on where people are listening. Mm -hmm. If you're in Phoenix, you're going to be at right, 250 right. and above, all right? So 250 uh, and above, I like saying, listen, I'm just looking around. And it looks like your neighbors that are similar size, similar condition are selling for this price, 50% on the dollar. Mm -hmm. I don't say I can give you 50%. I yeah. can say your neighbors in similar condition. You can look within a mile radius and without a doubt find uh, sales that are 50% of that Zillow mm -hmm. price in that area. Can you explain why you, do, why you do that? So I do that because I'm making an offer but not making an offer. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. if they're like... If they get really, really offended by it and shut it down, then I then it shuts out all creative options, mm -hmm. shuts down all rapport, right? They get offended, mm -hmm. they hang up, and now you're done, right? right? But mm -hmm. if I say, if I do a softball approach to it and I say, hey, listen, it looks like your neighbors in similar conditions, similar size are selling for this price, then they're like, oh, okay. Either they're like, oh, they're crazy. I would never sell for that. Right, I need yeah. a, at least this. Yeah. Or they go, yeah, that sounds about right. It's like, don't kill the messenger. It's like, right, hey, right. I'm just saying. Like, right. I, and on the other end of that, I do that with the ARV. I'm like, okay, with all the bells and whistles, yeah. the stainless steel, it's 400000 Does your house? Is your house, where are you at in that? You know, it kind of helps put it, them put it in their own right, brain. Right. And, you know. Yep. Cool. So, so all of that being said, don't be afraid to make the offer, yeah, no matter it. what it is. You just got to make that offer because you want to know exactly where you're at. You'll never get a deal if you never make an offer. That's it. Well, and, and we we're talking before about confidence, right? Yeah. And confidence comes from the education. Confidence comes from experience. And a lot of people think it's like education plus action equals results. And that's totally the wrong way to look at it. It is the action plus the results is your education. education. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the way to flip that. Because listen, if you if you start the day intentionally, you you intend you have intention to go out and build your business. You have intention to go find a deal, and mm -hmm. then the outcome of the day is you found a deal. Well, the in between part is you have to do something. something. You exactly. have to take that massive imperfect action yep. to be able to get the outcome. So you can have as much intention as you want. Mm -hmm. You can have as much goals, mm -hmm. and you can pump yourself yeah. up, and you can do your affirmations, and you can throw your right. fists in the mirror and listen to tony robbins and gary v and everybody and you're totally hyped yeah. up but without taking the massive and perfect action without having conversations and making offers there's no outcome That's so, so just true. do the middle part just do the middle part have the conversations make the offers so i know one of the things when it when i got started and i'm sure with mike too is that finding that person that can give you that added confidence you know, that mentor, that teacher, that educator or somebody like that. Talk about how important that is love when getting started. That's 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 number one. Right. Mm -hmm. So you've made the decision. Some, some at some point you read something, you've been around people, you saw a post. Something has inspired you to be a real estate entrepreneur, whether you're building a portfolio, you're flipping, you're doing uh, wholesale, whatever it is. Right. Your first step is you got to find your tribe. Mm -hmm. You got to find your tribe. You okay. cannot be on an island by yourself out there. You got to go to the RIAs. Mm -hmm. You got to yeah. find some groups online. You got to get a coach or coaching or mentorship. You got to find some people that are going to be your tribe because everything else, everything is already figured out. Everything. Right. Everybody, there's everything that you want is in somebody else's brain and in somebody else's experience already. So <laughs> you just got to find that step. Number one is try is find your tribe. You know, we, we, we look at, we went through the industrial era, right? Mm -hmm. That was the early 1900s, and that was yep. awesome. And then we went into the information age, the information mm -hmm. era. We're in the social era. We are truly in the social era right now. So mm -hmm. everything is out there. There's, there's the, you could get on Discord, you could go to meetups, you yep. could do all these things, but you have to find your tribe. 
don't do it by yourself because if you try to do it by yourself, it's going to take way longer. So that's step number one. Okay. Step number two is proof of concept. Okay. okay. Proof of concept is do your first deal. Mm-hmm. Make a dollar yeah. from this business. Yeah. Make a thousand dollars. Make ten thousand dollars from this business. Make something. Pull something out of the ether that through your efforts and action you were able to go and provide value to the marketplace, which rewards you with income. Yep. That's well, it. Yeah, and then from there, you just build the consistency. Mm-hmm. If you get can you 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 have proof of concept, rinse and repeat. Do it consistent, consistent until you can fire your boss, right? And then you start building out your company and then you start firing yourself. And then all of a sudden you've got a cash flowing business that's finding great opportunities. So so is your tribe, is it a mixture? You ever hear the thirds, like hang out with people that are behind you for a third of the time, for the next third of the time, hang out with people that are same level. So you can accountability and kind of uh, energy and ideas. And then next third is like your mentor or someone has surpassed you. Yeah. So it's like your tribe. Do you have a recommendation of like, is it? Your peers yeah, think, or is it mentors? I think it's great. I think all, all of that is great. Oh, God, because, yeah. you know, you learn a lot if you're if you're coaching and teaching it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And Or if you know something and somebody's behind you and they don't understand any Help of it, it, right? Think in. So then it sinks in for you, for yeah. sure. And then seeing what is really pushing yourself and seeing what other people have done, what, what potential that they've been seeking in their lives and their time that they have on this planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're around incredible people that are doing incredible things. You're like, wow, there's yeah. so much more that I can give to this world. And, mm-hmm. and you get out of your comfort zone. And I love how you said uh, taking action first because that's like it changes, changes like the behavior yeah. of building a new habit versus mm-hmm. like just being a person watching videos all day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's great, yeah. man. Well, I'm just, you, you make enough, you yeah. have enough conversation. You guys yeah. know, yeah, without man. a doubt, you have enough conversations and you find out the condition, timeline, motivation, price, and you make enough offers, you will make a fortune. Yeah. It is, it is, I am guaranteeing it. If you talk to enough people, make enough offers, you will win. Yep. So yep. what's the number? Like Robert Kiyosaki used to say, it takes a, you got to analyze a hundred deals to get one. 200. Good 200 today. 200 conversations for one deal. Got it. Love mm-hmm. it. Now this is. Let, let's for, let's let's make sure that we frame this right. This is just going directly to the property owner. Mm-hmm. These aren't properties that are listed. These yeah. aren't referrals coming from agents. This is actual like you being proactive and going out and talking to property owners. And it's mm-hmm. not rocket science. You could literally drive outside of this office here, mm-hmm. go into the neighborhoods, find properties that need renovation, and get all the information you could ever want. Right in front of the house. App. <laughs> yeah. in front, yeah. You yeah. can get the yeah. phone number. You can just yeah. understand how long they've owned it. You can see what the how much they owe on it. You can see all of these things, right? Yeah. So all the excuses are removed from, from taking massive and perfect yeah. action. So, so, I mean, that's a great segue. You talk yeah. about excuses, right? And we're going to dive into marketing in a little bit, but- yeah. For those people, they look at us, they say, hey, you know what, Brent, you're, you know, spending $10,000 a month. Mike, you're spending 20. Marcus, you're spending 30 or whatever. Yeah. I don't have that money. What can I do right now yeah. to get out there and find my first deal? Who should I talk to? Because I don't have the money to pull down a list, skip trace and all of that kind of stuff. Or they don't even know anything about that. Mm-hmm. What should they do right now to go out and try? Yeah, if you have $0, you could get in a car. Yep. Right. You could drive around. You could get on a bicycle. You can get on a skateboard. You could walk. I don't mm-hmm. care what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Just get out of your house. Yep. Get out of your 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 dark living room. Get out into the sunlight and go find properties that need renovation. And it is just the eye test. Mm-hmm. We all have these things. Yeah. So you go and you look and, and you find properties that need renovation. And right there you can find all the if you if you didn't have any apps you're not using any tools you can go to true people search yep. you can type in the address and you can get the owner and the phone number and then you call them up and you ask them if they would consider an offer in their property mm-hmm. that's it Simple. you do that 200 times and it, you do that and you talk to 200 people you will get a deal love it there you go simple simple baseline steps that you could take action on right now so you can we can end this podcast right here mm-hmm. and they can get get out there and find a deal. And that's what we always want to provide. So guys, no more excuses. Get out mm-hmm. there. You hear what Brenton's saying. 
Yeah, and the, what about let's talk about buyers? Yeah. Or, or, or wait, how about this? How about making offers? One thing I like to do is I always say wholesalers are motivated sellers too. Yes. At some level, so do, would yeah. you uh, recommend at some point still making that low offer to the wholesaler, even though you know this the game? You certainly can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just depends on the wholesaler. So you're talking about like somebody gets an email, gets on the email exactly. blast from a wholesaler, yeah, sees a deal and then offers lower. Wholesalers on. have shitty deals and I hate the whole, those emails. Oh. In my head, I'm like, you should still make, at least put your, your offer out there. Yeah. You mm -hmm. never know when that wholesaler, if they're new, they're mm -hmm. experienced, if their contract's about to expire in two or days. Or they inherit the motivation of the property. Property owner. owner. That's yep. what happens when they're not getting buyers for their deals, they start feeling that pressure, mm -hmm. right? So 100%, yeah, absolutely. Man. So many ways. Yeah, yeah. because, because like, remember, as wholesalers, we made a promise to this seller, mm -hmm. hey, we're going to close this transaction. We're going to get yeah. everything done. Mm -hmm. And if you have buyers that go through there and they're like, no, nope, can't do it, can't do it. Now you're like, man, okay, I got to talk to this seller because I made this promise mm -hmm. and now I can't fulfill this promise. Yeah. And then that wholesaler becomes that motivated seller also. Yeah. So Love perfect. Yeah. Yep. And listen, every deal sells at the right price. Yep. So you don't know what that 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 uh wholesaler got the yeah. got it under contract for. Mm -hmm. So you can certainly, you know, put out offers for sure. Yep. And, yep. and 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 from there it's just you if you have no money, it's just being proactive, right? Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. being proactive. The there's there's three ways to get leads and to get deals. There's only three, mm -hmm. right? You can um, buy the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. You can have people call you through okay. marketing, yep. what yep. you were talking about before. Yep. You can wait for them by by building up a good reputation with friends, family, real estate agents, other investors that you buy specific properties or you buy all the properties. You're the big buyer, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they can refer deals to you, right? Mm -hmm. Or you can go out and be proactive and just call people and knock on their door <laughs> and send them some letters or whatever you need to do to be proactive, text them, see if they would consider an offer in their property. But that's really it. And if you don't have the money to do mm -hmm. marketing and you don't have the reputation yet to get referrals, you've got one option. Talk to people. There you go. That's it. You got, <laughs> you got one option. You, you got to go talk to people. You got to go make those calls. So what are your thoughts then? With the, with the part of no money, reverse wholesaling or co-wholesaling. Mm -hmm. what, what are your thoughts? Do you recommend that at all? Do you? Yeah, because we were talking about the buyer base. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, there are now companies like the Keegleys mm -hmm. and some of these other companies, local companies in different areas that they're, they dispo deals. Mm -hmm. yeah. They have 10 to 20 to 40,000 buyers ready and able and you take the deal to them and either you split it or you tell them what you want for them and they add on yeah. top of it. And so that's a great service yeah. in our business. But I would say if I was just starting out, yeah, so I, would, I would go on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I would go to Azria. I would look at who are the admins of Azria mm -hmm. and I would DM every single person. Are you one of the admins on your on your Facebook group? Are Probably you one of the organizers uh, yeah, or whatever? On there. I don't mm -hmm. even know, man. Tell you the truth. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we people on the team are, yes. Sure. <laughs> but somebody yeah. somebody's getting those messages. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. And somebody would and, and and typically if you go to um real estate investing groups in Facebook and mm -hmm. you go to the admins and you DM them about a deal. They know everybody. Yeah, that's true. They're the admins of groups. Mm -hmm. they, they're the ones organizing this whole thing. Well, the whole they're hosting the party. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone here, Ezria, is potentially a buyer, right? That's you what know, I'm saying. All walks of life, all different strategies. Yeah. Any real estate, go to any real estate investing Facebook group or mm -hmm. meetup. Potentially buyers there, so the buyers aren't. They go through cycles, but they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's not hard. So go find what they want. And I would them. I would go on Zillow. And I would look at all the pro I would I would I would type in the zip code. I would look for any properties that are staged that look like flips. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I would call those real estate agents up. Yeah. And I would say, hey, listen, I, great job on this flip. I love that cabinet that you picked out. Say something nice about right. it mm -hmm. so that they think that you that so that they know that you've actually taken it one step further, further and you're actually yeah. looking, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're you're really doing some some work here. A great job on the countertops, great jobs on the floor, great jobs on that textured wall, whatever it is. I've got another great deal that I'd love to put in front of your investor. Can I send it to you? Mm -hmm. and, and how do you recommend that newer wholesaler to work with that agent? 
How's that? How's that? I don't know what to do. It's an, so, you know, some people are timid from yeah. an agent yeah. at first, right? Like, so how yeah. would they Listen, have that conversation? This is the price that I want. Any commission that you want to add on top of it, go for it. There you yep. go. Making it so easy. Right. <laughs> right. It's and like, it's, so. <laughs> and it's just as easy yeah. as that. You know, it really as is. Easy as that. So, even if it's your home market or a virtual market or anything like that. So, kind of speak on that, Brent. Mm-hmm. You know, should you starting your own market or starting a virtual market. Hey, every house in Phoenix is half a million dollars and up, but I can yeah. find deals in Cleveland for 10 grand. Let me work in Cleveland. What what do you what's your position there? I think that you should start wholesaling where you want to own property. Hmm. Okay. Good. I do. Good. I I think it's important because at some point you can cherry pick the best deals. Yeah. For to keep. Yep. You know what I mean? No, 100%. Yep. Yep. So if you have this whole pipeline of opportunities in a certain market that you want to invest in at some point, you get to just find the 40%, the 50% deals. You can get into these deals, burr out and be into them with no money into yep. it. Yep. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that the the real answer is where do you want to own real estate? And I highly encourage people to own real estate in appreciating areas yep. because that's, that's how you really win long-term. And so if you're, if you want to do it virtually, go for it. Yep. Just be in an area that appreciates and that you want to own real estate. I think that working in your backyard, there's so much potential because mm-hmm. you could start right now. I mean, yep. so you, you, somebody listening to this on their phone could be inspired to go out into the streets right now and go find some properties to door knock, yep. go find some properties to, to write down on a pad of paper. And hey, hey, I see the. You guys are getting at me for the, yeah. the no paper here. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm listening. Well, Don't worry. That's how I started no, out, right? That's how I started. Now you can have deal machine apps or yeah, drive for dollars apps or whatever. There's Sticky a ton notes. of different ads. <laughs> a ton of different apps that you can use. They give you all the information. They do all the legwork yeah. for like 50 bucks a month. But I'm just trying to keep it as like if you have zero, yeah. zero, yeah, zero, zero, and you yeah. want to start your journey and, and, and invest in these tools based on the income that you make from this business, you could, there's no yeah. excuses, there's literally all. no excuses. Yeah. The only thing, th- this is the excuse that I get. Well, I just, I, I don't like talking to strangers. I don't like when strangers call me. I don't like when things, you, you, okay, do you have a budget to have people to call you? Right. Do you, do you see deals on the market? Are you willing to talk to real estate agents and make, make offers on some mm-hmm. deals that you see sitting on the market? Like you got to talk to somebody at some point. That's it's the whole a, yeah. business. And you know what's amazing? Remember they said Keegley Hunter. Remember mm-hmm. Hunter? I remember when he first started. It was all DMs. All texts and yeah. DMs. Like yeah. his first whatever amount of deals, amount of amazing deals he did. Yeah. <laughs> it was all through text. So there's still once again no excuses, yeah. right? But he was yeah. playing the middle. Yeah. But like so the wholesaler title. I'm sure everyone else was talking at some level. Mm-hmm. But that's his. He got it done, man. Yeah. The resourcefulness. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just. It's conversations. It's yeah, just over still text. conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's just over text, and 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 they built it to to sell other people's deals. Yeah, right. So it all boils down to three words, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk, Talk to, to people. people. That's it. That's what you need to do. But when I first saw you do that, man, or I saw your shirt, and I was like, "What's that?" Yeah. And it's like, "Talk to people." I'm like, every time I'm like, you say it every day, like yeah. especially when you're helping new people mm-hmm. or wholesale, you're like, mm-hmm. "Yo, just go and talk to people. Just go and talk." It was like I, so right in your face. Yeah. You're like, "Why didn't I think of that?" Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's amazing, man. I love that. So Brent, what else you got coming up, man? What are what are you doing now? Tell us about a little bit about wholesale Inc. Yeah. and yeah. what that community is doing also. Yeah, so our wholesaling business will crack about 1.8 million this year here locally. Great. Um, we're on track for that. We're we're now in des- the end of December, and so we're, we'll close that. But by the end of the year, the push of the wholesaling business is get to a million dollars a month in wholesale nice. deals. So this will this is a five ten year project, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I've got patience with it, but it also you really need the right team. Yep, you really need the you really need talent, and that's what's the pacing item of growing that. It's not the marketing, it's not understanding deals, it's not the the economy or the market. There's wholesale deals in any market, anytime, yep. and so it's just finding the right people there. And then with wholesaling Inc., we teach people how to wholesale their first deals and how to grow an actual business. Right. So what we were talking about from getting getting your tribe, proof of concept, get your first deal, get consistent so that you can fire your boss and then start firing yourself from each role. And then 
when you've got this machine going, that's when I think that you should be cherry picking the best mm. deals. Because you guys know as well as I do, wholesale business is different than rental business, oh, which oh, is different oh, yeah. than flipping business. Totally. Those are three different businesses. And I think it's I think it is a uh a huge uh <laughs> you, you have to have a huge ego to think that you can split yourself into thirds three, and run yeah. all three of those and be wildly it's successful tough. in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. But if you build one, you put the people in place to run like I have in my wholesaling business, I do a three hour lead audit with my operator, Jackie every week. And then I have a two hour team meeting on Fridays and that's it. That's my involvement in the company. Wow. Uh, and it's run by, I'm not going on the appointments. I'm not negotiating the, the what, term what's for your team, marketing. What's your team that. look like? Yeah, just give us an idea. So with that, getting you can get to $2 million with four people. Okay. Okay. I've got a lead manager, Jackie, who's Mm -hmm. also the operator. What do they do? So Jackie just, she keeps everything organized with the marketing Mm -hmm. and just making sure that the top of the funnel with our leads is full. Got it. That's Mm -hmm. it. Then it goes in and it goes to a junior acquisition manager. And that's Chad Coulter. And he's phenomenal. He stays on the phone all day long yeah. and his job is shortening the timeline to make a decision for uh, the property owner to sell their property okay. he's just warming up those leads and then we have a closer ryan thornton mm-hmm. who goes out on the appointments and closes those deals and so i believe that somebody should always be on the phones in the office and somebody should always be out in, in the streets got it because it when they do both it gets crazy the, yeah. your leads start slipping through the cracks mm-hmm. because then you know, they're, they they have a busy week. They have yeah. five, six, seven, eight appointments. And then all of a sudden, they're not doing the lead yeah. follow-up. Because they're looking at those appointments. Hey, this is the closer for this me to get priority. to a check. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Are, you no- so. are you noticing more contracts getting closed over the phone versus a point? Like, person- what oh, do you no, prefer? Personal? personal? Always. Yep. You get 30% more. Okay. In my, in yeah. my business, if you look at the ones that we do over the phone, with, they're in Yuma. They're in Tucson. Got it. They're in somewhere mm-hmm. where we always go get out. there, but we want to lock it up. We make thirty percent less profit on those. Wow! When amazing. we go in person, we we get better deals mm-hmm. by far. Great. Love and then it. the fourth person is Jeremy Thornburg, and he's my disposition manager. Got All it. day he's building the bi- pipeline of the buyers. He's mm-hmm. selling the deals. He's negotiating them. So his job is to make sure that we get the most out of every deal. And, so, and you're spot on with that, Brent. And that's kind of what I see is you really only need four people, mm-hmm. you know, to run a million dollar wholesale oh, company. Yeah. That's all you need. I think you can get to two million. Yeah. With it, as, as long as your average, we we have found our average deal size is twenty five k. So if you're in smaller markets, you're going to probably need more people because yeah. you're going to have more leads more to leads, hit yeah. the. Because if you're averaging ten or fifteen thousand a deal, you're going to need more people. There's yeah. just only there's 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 fifty two to sixty hand calls a day, hand dialed mm-hmm. calls a day. Is about the limit of your acquisition managers per day. Got it. Okay. Anything more than that, they get totally burnt out. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're like pushing, pushing, you're, you're, yeah. call eighty people a day type of thing. They're just like ah, you know. You see, yeah. like the afternoon, their calls just get terrible. So that's that's the metrics that I look at. Is okay. How many leads do we have coming in, and how, can can we make sure we're making fifty to sixty calls a, a day for follow up? And if it gets above that. I'll bring in more junior acquisitions and then more acquisitions team. So what about low hanging fruit versus follow-up? Mm-hmm. What's the ratio? Is there like a ratio there? It's like, all follow-up. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Just gotta, just no, gotta I, people I, know. no, it's really yeah. important. Yeah, to, yeah it is. It's huge. Yeah. Because the, the, the lay downs, Hey, come by my house right now type mm. of thing is rare. Very it's right. like once a quarter, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, we do yeah, a lot. Yeah. You're talking about marketing. I mean, we're now getting to the point we just started TV about six months ago, oh, so awesome. that's starting to. But that's a that's a that's a big cost. Big budget. Uh, mm-hmm. Pay per click, we're at like thirty grand a month, thirty five grand a month. There, we've got callers, cold callers that do a phenomenal work that that are about eight to ten k a month. No, 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 eight eight k a month, maybe less than that. But with skip tracing and everything, it's probably about that. Mm-hmm. So our marketing budget's like sixty seventy thousand mm-hmm. right a month, mm-hmm. and so but. And and then you're looking to get you you want it to be a one to four ratio. Yeah. So if we put sixty k in, I want to get two forty out right. every mm-hmm. month. Put seventy k in, you mm-hmm. do the math yep. type of yep. thing. So if if you're wondering what 
kind of metrics to look at with your marketing, one to four is it is the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. If you do better than that, it's awesome. Yep. But if you do worse than that, you got to make some changes. So every dollar in, you want four out. That's it. Yep. Okay. Because if you can keep your marketing at twenty five percent and your your operations and staff at about twenty five to forty percent, then you're you're sitting there at 40 percent business. Yep. Which is incredible. Can you absolutely t- incredible touch on a lot of new people like they, that's what they're what should I do? You know, PPC or cold calling. They ask you all these things. Yeah. And a lot of people want to jump into PPC because that's what they're hearing. So yeah. can you explain how important it is to have a professional yeah. or to understand, just oh talk gosh. about that? Yeah. Well, I think all roads lead to pay-per-click. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I do. Once, mm-hmm. once you can build a marketing budget, but unless you are like a Google certified pay-per-click right. wizard, you will just be burning your money. Yeah. You will absolutely mm-hmm. be burning your money. So um, there's there's great agencies that do a good job with that. Typically, they're going to cost twenty five hundred to three grand just for the agency, mm-hmm. and then you you can expect to spend at least ten grand on top of that in major markets. Minimum, mm-hmm. minimum. So you get some, some deals of the smaller done. market. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And another part of that is going back to the foundation of like you know even if you have that money, if you don't know how to follow up or, or comp property yeah. you can't convert deals yeah you're going to be still throwing that money away well, yeah and i don't i don't want people to be turned off like yeah. i did my first million dollars in wholesale with an accordion binder <laughs> right that had one through 31 all the days uh-huh. of the of the month and january through december and it would be this november 26th i would pull out my lead sheet and it would just be written lead sheet, and I would just mm-hmm. do my lead follow-up. There you go. And I would literally just drive the neighborhoods, write down all the addresses of the ugly houses, and just call them. And then if they said that they would consider an offer, they went on a lead sheet. And then I'd follow up with them. There you go. go on the appointment. And then i get it closed. <laughs> and I had right. zero budget here. You know what I mean? It was really, really, really low budget. To be able to do that, I think that those accordion binders cost me like thirty dollars. <laughs> right, Come right. On. amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't have it. Like we're talking big numbers and marketing and all that. You start out earning it. Mm-hmm. You start out like you don't just throw your budget at it because you don't know how to convert the deals. Right. Yeah. So there's really and 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 this is this is any whether you want to do the wholesaling, the 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 buy and hold, and the the flips. There's really three parts. Lead generate lead generation, conversion, and exit strategy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So you, the lead generation is getting these leads coming in. The conversion part is all about pre-qualifying lead follow-up and your offer, yeah. your your offer presentation. So if you can if you can just get really good at making sure that you understand those four pillars: the condition, timeline, motivation, price. Mm-hmm. You you take the the Nike slogan of lead mm-hmm. follow up and just do it because it would be shy. It, it, it is shocking. Yep. You guys know this as yep. well as I do. How many people have no problem getting the leads, but won't do follow up. I'll do it because they're so scared that they'll tell them no, yep. but they hold on to these leads and they're like, Oh, I've got so many leads. <laughs> oh, I'm really, I'm really cooking here. Right? So you, you pre-qualify, you do your lead follow up and then you do an offer presentation and, and you get the deals. Love it, and then man. from there you just decide what your exit strategy is. Yeah. Any so. any tips on follow up? Just kind of maybe dive a little deeper, like what your team does. Yeah. So there's hot, warm, and cold leads. Okay. A hot lead is somebody that has made. Well, first of all, let's talk about what a lead is. There you, know? you go. Good point. A lead is somebody that has made the decision they're going to sell their property. Mm-hmm. Brent, I want to sell. That's it. All right. Yeah. Got it. That is a lead. Not the not not the. Let, 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 you will not convince anybody of anything really, mm-hmm. and especially not. To sell their property if they don't want right, to exactly. already. We are deal finders. We're not deal creators. And mm-hmm. this that took me a long time to figure that out. We're deal finders, not deal creators. Just because you're having a good conversation with a property owner doesn't mean they're a lead. Got it. It no. just means they're an expressive personality. Right. And they're <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. But you know what I mean? True, true. Yeah. yeah. Love so it. um, yeah. So a lead is somebody that has made the decision they're gonna sell their property. Now, how fast? Mm-hmm. Is it a hot lead? Is it somebody that's going to make a decision in the next week or two? Mm-hmm. Is it a warm lead? Somebody that's 30 days out or longer? Or is it a cold lead that, you know, they need 90 days or more to be able to do this? They're going through a probate, right? Yeah. They're 
they're um, they inherited a property and they need to clear things out. They've got tenants until a certain amount of time. And they don't want to sell it mm-hmm. before the tenants are out. There's a ton of different reasons. Yeah. They don't want to sell it until they come into town and you can't be, you know, there's right. nothing that you can say to get them to sell it before that. So there's, there's certain cold leads, you know, that mm-hmm. we follow up with, but you want to stay focused on the, on the hot, mm-hmm. the ones that are of ready course. to sell right now. And you find what you're looking for. So if you're looking for people that are going to sell, in the next couple of weeks, you're going to find people that are going to sell in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, that I've been looking at with a different lens and a different diagram on now is, you know, people always say wholesaling is a marketing business. Yeah. Right. That's one of the things that everybody say. Wholesaling is a marketing business. It's a marketing business. It's a marketing business. That's true to a point. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's a service business. Mm-hmm. It's more service oriented yep. because... Once that marketing works, you have these people calling you and we're looking like Mike always says, we're looking to find problems, not properties. Yep. And what, what comes along with those problems is being a service provider and trying to help them through this property, uh, through this problem. So the problem may take them six months, may take them two weeks, may take them three months, but as a service provider, you got to be patient mm-hmm. and work with them and educate them along the way. And I see a lot of wholesalers miss that. Yep drop the ball in that in that aspect because they say, okay, this person want to sell, they want to make the offer, and now they want to push this seller, hey, you know what, let's close, 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 and then that'll shy some sellers away. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know where I was going with yeah, that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got our attention. <laughs> You're 100% right. You're 100% right. It's not just about finding the deal. Yep. It's, it's, it's providing the convenience. So I look at this and there's speed, convenience, and price, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like working with contractors. You get uh, oh, the two, speed, yeah, quality, yeah. or price, right. and you only yeah. get to pick two yeah. out of the three, right? So speed, convenience, and price. Well, we offer speed and convenience. For yeah. that, they have to work with our price, price, right? Right? Yeah. And so that that's the whole difference. It's like it's like when you buy a new car and you you go to the dealership and they're like, hey, do you want us to? Can we make you an offer on your car? And you're like, huh. You know, I know what Kelly Blue Book is. I know that mm-hmm. there's some tears in my seats and I need some new tires and I need it to get detailed and I need to get that, you know, kid stink out of the back right. and all these. I can do all those things to get full market value. Now I'll just take your offer. Just take it. Yep. Speed and convenience. People do that with properties. Mm-hmm. People do that because yep. they just want to be done with these properties. And so that's where the service comes in. Yes, we can give you this offer, but how do you get it through the finish line yep. with the most convenience as possible? Mm-hmm. That's what you're talking about. Thank, thank you. And when, when the I homeowner sees that, or you're like, here, use this piece of information or yep. call this attorney, or you're bringing that, that's what's also building that rapport. Mm-hmm. That's who they're potentially going to stick with three months down the road, four months down the road and do the deal with you. So yeah. yeah. yeah oh I mean, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we run into, we have a deal right up here on yeah, let's talk deals. Desert Cove. And it is, it's a situation where the owner of the property's sister mm-hmm. moved in there years ago, was paying rent, then decided not to pay rent about yep. three years ago, okay. then started getting into some <laughs> she's still interesting, there. <laughs> interesting groups and, yeah, yeah. And, and bringing a lot of people in and, 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 and drugs got involved. And, and now it's like, hey, listen, I don't want to deal with the eviction. I don't want to deal with her. I don't want to deal with any of this. I've tried helping her for the last three years Mm -hmm. nothing's happened i just want to get rid of this property right and so we step in we buy the property close on it now we're in the process of working with the sister to move on somewhere else Mm -hmm. right that's what we're talking about these aren't listen we're not talking about beautiful houses that are fully renovated that people should just go put on the market we're talking about the six to ten percent statistically speaking from the u.s census of properties that are in distress at all times these are motivated property owners these are people that because of financial motivations because of emotional motivations or just the condition of their property is their motivation they want to sell and they want speed and convenience. There you go. And what we do is we step in, we do those things. I love it. Yep. Don't wanters, Robert Allen. Mm-hmm. They don't want the house. They don't want it. Yeah. Yep. There's that. I, I didn't know that stat. That's great. Yeah. I didn't know. Man, Desert Cove, you're on the west side. You bought it. So let's talk about, so yeah. you you bought it, right? Yeah. So you say you're working on it for three years. Once again, follow up, right? And, uh, well, that, I haven't been working on it for three years. The tenant can't. has been in there three years. Oh, got it. Not paying. Right. Got it. Okay, sorry. We just talked to this person a month ago. Got it. So. 
that's another way of wholesaling though, right? As you grow and you become more experienced and you got the relationships. So you, you, you took down the property yeah. and you still, it's still a wholesale deal. Yeah. Well, technically and, it's a flip, but in our not, mind, it's a wholesale. wholesale yeah, yeah. You're still putting it back on the market at a wholesale price unless you're going to fix it up. Yes. Got no. it. I don't know. Yeah. We're still, we're still going to sell it to our cash buyer. Guys. So, so I, I used to love those. I remember when, when, you know, when you're around experienced investors, when you're out there wholesaling experienced investor will, if you're feeding them deals, they'll bring opportunities to you. Like I remember how it's, how it happened for me. They were like, want to just take this down mm-hmm. and they pay you like, give them your price or maybe you can pay a little, get You still get paid upfront, maybe less. They'll keep you in the deal. They'll clean it out. Just get a dumpster. And then the, you still wholesale it out and they let you disposition it. Yep. There's so many ways to make money, man. Mm-hmm. Well, like, if, if we deal with the, if, if we go through the process of eviction or we get it vacant, we can clean it out and then we can yeah. take pictures and then we can put it out yeah. there. We're going to get more for it. Yeah. More. Oh, We're going to get more for it. Why is that, that, you know, okay. We know how much a clean out is, right? Mm-hmm. A couple dumpsters, few grand. I get mm-hmm. it. Even the flipper, even though they always have that vision, sometimes when, it's not cleaned out versus when it is cleaned out. You get that extra margin as a wholesaler when you're like, yeah. why didn't you like it before? It's just a haul out. Right. Do you ever notice that? Am oh, I tripping? Like, I don't yeah. get it. I, I just don't understand why the, the flipper does. I guess more, more, yeah. more, more money, more energy, I guess. Well, it slows down their process. Yeah. yeah. If the property's vacant, you know, if it's vacant and it's clean. Broom down, ready. And then they can just get yeah. their crew in yeah. and start tearing it up. That's funny, man. Yep. So many ways. Yeah. Love it. So wrapping up here, Brent, man, yeah. thank you again for coming in and speaking with us and shedding a lot of light on wholesaling for the listeners. How can we find you? Yeah. How can we get in touch with yeah, you, man. you know, get more information from you? We, we put a lot of love and attention on our YouTube channel, uh, Brent Daniels' YouTube channel. We go live uh, twice a week there, mm-hmm. Mondays with Jamil Damji, Pace Morby, some big names in the, in the industry and incredible guys. We do Wholesale Hotline, that's mm-hmm. on Monday. And then Wednesdays we do a live show. I bring on really interesting guests, do some education, do some instruction, give you the tools to go out there and take action. And then wholesalinginc.com. Love it, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I'm good. Long time. Yeah, long time. Man. Ran into each other at lunch. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, man. TTP, yeah. you had the shirt That's on too. It. That was amazing, man. So, yeah, thanks for coming around. Really appreciate it. A lot of great information. Like, There's no reason you can't get a deal going. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, you know how to reach out to Brent if you got a deal. Us. We're here to help too. We'll do deals, especially in your Phoenix, right? So, so you guys know exactly what to do. Get out there, take that massive imperfect action and talk to people. That's it. Talk to people. Thank you so much. And feel free to give us a five-star review. Let us know. Let Mike and I know that we're providing the information that you're looking for and that you can use in your industry and your business right now. And always go to azria.org. That's A-Z-R-E-I-A. Dot org if you want more information about real estate investing from fixing and flipping to wholesaling to multifamily to shared living to pad split to <laughs> anything it. you want to know you name it we even host realtor workshops here yep. also so go to azria.org we'd love to have you as a part of the family thanks for listening to the azria show with your hosts marcus maloney and mike delpreet we hope you enjoyed this episode if you found this information valuable Head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.